thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul tests this morning. Father, thank you for a brand new day. Lord, thank you, Lord, that we are able to come into your presence this morning. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of your mercies. Thank you for the gift of your grace. Thank you for the gift of your love. Father, we are grateful this morning. We appreciate you because this is the day that you have made. Lord, scripture says you will cause us to, to be glad, to rejoice in today. And so, Father, we say that we are grateful. We are grateful that we are able to worship the one who is the king of kings the lord of lords the lord of heaven's armies the lord of hosts father be glorified this morning in the precious name of jesus you are the ancient of days scripture says to you all flesh all flesh will come father you are indeed the ancient of days you are alpha you are omega you are beginning. You are the end of all things. We give you all the praise, Father. Thank you for this wonderful privilege to worship you. Be glorified forevermore in the precious name of Jesus. This morning we have come to worship. We have come to adore you. We have come to exalt you, Jesus. We have come to say how much we love you from the bottom of our hearts. We declare this morning that we love you, Father. We declare this morning that we love you in the name of Jesus. As we read the word again this morning, speak to us. Help us learn in your presence. Help us, Lord, Lord, be the doers of the things that we are learning and cause your name to be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. I want to say a big welcome and thank you to everyone who takes out time to read their Bible every day. For some people, every morning, God bless you. Day by day, the, the psalmist said, yes, God woke me up to read, to spend time in his presence. So thank you for spending our, spending time to read your Bible every day. God bless you. But always remember that it is not the readers of the Word of God that are blessed. The reading of the, of the Word of God, don't mistake me this morning, okay? Don't make that mistake this morning. It's, it's a blessing, okay? If you read the book of Revelation, the prophet said, Look, blessed are those who read these words. Just reading the word of God uh, would do you a lot of good. But reading is not enough. You must become a doer, someone who practices the word of God. And because you are a child of God, the grace to practice the word is inside you. Okay, so I want to, to make up your mind that from today, as much as the Holy Spirit would help you, you will practice the word of God. And I trust God that God will bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning, we conclude 
Titus. Okay, so we read chapters 1 and 2 yesterday. I am tempted that we take the book of Philemon today. But because it's a devotional, then let's just conclude Titus today. Uh, we'll do Philemon tomorrow. It's one chapter. And then after that, we'll, we'll start the book, the, the book of Hebrews. Okay? Yes. Titus chapter 3. Remember, Titus is in Crete, uh, pastoring the church there, setting things in order. He has been given a short time, you know, to arrange things, appoint leaders, uh, teach the, the new believers, help them, help them begin to lead themselves. And then, of course, Titus is supposed to join, join Paul back wherever he is. Okay, so Paul continues his advice to him on the things that he should pay attention to. And I think um, these lessons are very important. Okay, they are applicable to us. If you ever have to you know, raise new new believers or you are leading a church as a pastor, okay, so these are some of the things you want to pay attention to. You want to teach new believers, young believers. So whether you are Titus or you are the people that Titus is leading, this will be a blessing to you. All right, so let's read Titus chapter 3. It says, do what is good. Remind the believers, verse 1, remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. Wow. Very, very sound advice. It looks like, um, what's the big deal? But you see, this was the accusation that the Jews were was, were charging against against Christians that they were trying to institute a new king that Jesus was the king. And remember, they accused him of that when when Pilate asked him, "Are you a king?" <laughs> oh God, Jesus said, "I'm not the I'm not the king of this world." Okay, so our 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 goal is not to for now establish the kingdom of God on this earth. It's our prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Okay? It's our prayer. Jesus will eventually establish his kingdom on this earth. But at this time, that is not our place. Our place is to be ambassadors of that kingdom. Okay? So while we are ambassadors, Paul says, remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. Remember what they did to Jesus when they brought him that coin and they told him, they asked him, you know, should we pay taxes to Caesar or not? It was this trap they were trying to set for him. Should Christians obey the authorities, the government and the officers in the place where they are living in? Should Christians pay taxes should Christians obey the law? Paul said to start. Remind the believers to submit. Submit to the government and its, and its officers. But usually I will say as long as it, it does not violate the word of God. Okay, It does not break the word of God. The Bible says that every government that is in place was instituted by God. Okay, so, um, But I know that there are times where you have governments that are just devilish. Okay? But Paul says, submit to government and its officers. He says they should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. Christians should be obedient and always be ready to do what is good. They must be examples for others to follow. Let others see what it means to be a good citizen. That's what Paul is saying from the Christian. 
they must not slander anyone, right? They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. They shouldn't be the one causing trouble in town. In other words, the outward things you see from a Christian is very important. Okay, they must, they must not, you know, they must, they should be obedient, first of all, always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility. They must show true humility to everyone. Very important. Now, Paul says, verse 3, once we, okay, we too were foolish and disobedient. We were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. Our lives were full of evil and envy, and we hated each each other. But when God, our Savior, revealed his kindness and love, and love, he saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth, and a new life uh, through the Holy Spirit. Amazing. Now, Paul is telling Titus, listen, God has helped you, okay? Remember that you used to be like these people. Remember that Titus is Greek, is a, a Gentile, okay? <laughs> so you used to be like these people, but God has changed your life. And that is the testimony you must you must give to these people. They must see that, look, if God changed your life, God can change theirs too. That's one way to look at this. The other way to see this is that Titus, be patient with these people. Remember that it was not because of how good you are uh, or how righteous, the, the word Paul used here is righteous. It's not because of the righteous things that you have done that God saved you. So now that you are saved, and these people are, are just coming, be gentle with them, uh, teaching them this, the, the truth of the salvation that comes from accepting Jesus as Savior. He says Jesus saved us, not because of the righteous things we have done. Thank God that Jesus did not die for those who go to church alone. He died for the whole world and wishes that the whole world will accept him. Yes. Yes, he came, not because of the things that we have done, but because of his mercies. He washed away our sins, not going to wash away. He washed it away already. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. Everyone who accepts Jesus as Lord and Savior receives a new birth, receives a new life. Hallelujah. He says he generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Lord. I tell people there are two pouring out of the Spirit. When you become born again, you receive the Holy You can't be born again without the Holy Spirit. The one who actually makes you born again is the Holy Spirit. Okay, so the Spirit is poured upon you when you become born again. But there's also a second dimension, the baptism of the Holy Spirit that you need to test for, you need to desire. He generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ our Savior. Since because of His grace, He made us right in His sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit in eternal life. I am confident, I don't know about you, 
but I am confident that I will inherit eternal life. Hallelujah. Verse 8, this is a trustworthy saying. Very important. Look, it's a teaching that every Christian should grasp. Yes, it's a teaching that every Christian should grasp. We are believers not because of what we have done. We are saved because of what Jesus did. And it wasn't because we were good or righteous. It was just the love, the love of God. Hallelujah. So this is a trustworthy saying. And I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. When you remember that you are not saved because you are good, you are saved because it was God who helped you. When you remember that all the good things that are coming from your life, it's not because of one power that you have somewhere, but it is the gift of God, the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit that is at work in you. I'm telling you, it will help you to be humble. Paul says this is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves uh, to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. If you are a pastor, uh, you are trying to teach a new believer, you are looking for, okay, what should I teach this new believer? This new believer, just take that teaching from, that teaching from verse 3. I'm telling you, it will bless them, okay? It will, it will help them learn, learn what it now means to be born again and how they should live their lives from now on. He says these teachings are, ben- are good and beneficial for everyone. Do not get involved in foolish discussions. Same advice Paul gave to Timothy, Paul is giving to Titus. Do not get involved in foolish discussions about spiritual pedigree. Who is greater than the other? You know, who has more standing? Who is more spiritual <laughs> like the Corinthian church? We're trying to do comparing Paul with Apollos, with Peter. It's not, it's not necessary. Eh? It is in Christ that we are all standing. If you remove Jesus from under all of us, we will crumble. Do not involve yourself. Get involved in foolish discussions about spiritual pedigree. Or in quarrels and fight about obedience to Jewish laws. Ah, When we get to heaven, we will know how much the Jews did to destroy Christianity. Paul says, don't bother yourself about obedience you know, fighting and quarreling over obedience to the, to the Jewish law. The law God gave them was good. It was to, but it was to the Jewish nation, and so they should obey, they should obey it as long as Jesus, until Jesus came. But we are saying that Jesus has come. They are claiming that Jesus has not come. Uh, eventually, it will be clear. Okay, Paul says, don't argue about these things. He says these things are useless. And a waste of time. They are useless. You will not be able to convince the average Jew that Jesus already came. You will not be able to. I'm telling you. He says, if people are causing division among you, give a first and second warning. After that, have nothing, nothing more to do with them. Yes, because I'm telling you, there were those who were sent. Their, their task, eh, their assignment was to destroy any church, any Christian church that they see. And of course, when they come, I'm telling you, they were more, they were grounded in, in those five, first five books of Moses. And so when they are arguing with you, eh, 
if you are not well, if you are not standing well, it will look as if you are opposite to them. We are on the same team. Sincerely, we are the same team. We worship Jehovah too. We, we, we also accept Jehovah too. As we declare that he is our God. We declare that he is, he is our Lord also. We declare that Jehovah is one. However, it is in Christ that we are able to make our own declaration, not through the sacrifices of a lamb or, 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 or a ram or the covenant that God have made you know, with Moses. Okay, So that's just the slight um, difference. But there's no need arguing over these things. It will become clear. Paul says with one warning, after a first warning, a second warning, uh, I have nothing more to do with them. For people like that have turned away from the truth and their own sins condemned them. Some people just they, just, they just want to argue. Leave them alone. Okay? So Paul's final remarks and greetings. I am planning to send either Atimas or Tychicus to you. Okay? So we know that Tychicus was eventually sent, you know, sent to, to, to Colossae. Yes. Um... So it means that Artemis was the one that was sent to Crete to go and meet, to likely go and meet Titus. So we don't really know much, much about Artemis, but we know that Tychicus, if you read Colossians chapter 4 verse 7, Tychicus was the one that was sent, was sent to Colossae. Paul, okay, sent Tychicus to Colossae. So automatically Artemis is the one that would have been sent to Titus. Paul says, I am planning to send either Artemis or Tychicus to you. So if Tychicus went to Colossae, then Artemis would have been the one who went to, to, to at least to be with Titus. As soon as one of them arrives, do your best to meet me at Nicopolis. Okay, so either they were coming to relieve him at least for a while, or at least just conclude things. Paul says, do your best to meet me at Nicopolis, for I have decided to stay there for the winter. So they were supposed to just meet there most likely, and then, of course, Titus would have gone back to Crete. Do everything you can to help Zenas, the lawyer, and Apollos with their trip. Remember Apollos, right? <laughs> Apollos, whom Priscilla and Aquila raised whom okay the Corinthian church were comparing to Paul you know but they continued to be to be co- colleagues preaching the word of God together there was no division among, among them Paul says do everything you can to help Zenas the lawyer and Apollos with their trip see that they are given everything they need yes they continue to support one another our people must learn to do good by meeting the urgent needs of others, I wish every believer will learn this. Christians must learn that we must do good by meeting the needs of others. Okay, we can't be in church and there are people that are hungry. That is why I say again, please give to your church. We can't be in church and there are people that are hungry. A lot of people will walk into church and they want to eat. Some people will walk into church and they are they are very sick. Okay. What the church should say, oh, our people did not give, oh, uh, please go to their houses, go and, go and ask for help from them. No. Paul says, no. Our people must learn to do good by meeting the needs, the urgent needs of others. Okay, whatever 
way you guys have worked wherever you are that's fine if you've learned to do this individually awesome okay if that is if that is working but coming together as a collective body i too, i think will do a lot of help meeting the needs of others is it then they will not be unproductive one of the things god will ask us when we get to heaven is how we treated one another jesus said the way you are treating one another is the way you are treating me if you have not seen me before aha okay so just look at the next person and assume that i am the one that you are treating that way hallelujah 15 last verses now everybody here sends greetings everybody here sends greetings please give my greetings to the believers all who love uh, all who love us may god's grace be with you all hallelujah okay so it's the same way paul ends all his letters may god's grace be with you all he will always share the grace at the beginning and at the end may god's grace be with you all okay so as we as we conclude titles what are the words some of the teachings that we can we can take from here first of all remember believers should do good very important believers should do good don't say oh and um, pastor you don't understand i'm living in a place where people are always taking advantage of me ah hey don't fall into that trap oh the bible says that some of us unknowingly entertained angels okay believers should do good and for example i know if you live in a country like nigeria in a state like legal state it is dangerous to do good but you have to find a way to do good okay there are many people who need help there are many people who need us okay believers must do good very important believers also okay a believer the christian the christian must obey authorities okay we must be examples for others to follow very important okay so you should not be the one who disregard the authorities who disregard the laws wants to break the law no paul says submit to the government and submit to its officers very very important very 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 important okay also paul tells us that look we shouldn't get involved in foolish arguments and i want to encourage someone this morning because all i see some believers doing is argue and argue and argue about meaningless things it is not useful okay as much as you know about the word of god run with that i promise you this when you stand before god and this is the level of the revelation you have at least you have the revelation of jesus right yes you have the revelation of jesus as long as that is the level of revelation you have i'm promising you god will not condemn you the bible says that we know in part and we prophesy in parts so god knows that there is none of us who has the full extent of the revelation about god okay so he would not judge us at that point for what we don't know so as much as you know run with that and god will bless you in the name of jesus finally remember that part when paul tells titus these are the teachings you teach people that look christ is our savior god saved us not because of how good we are but god saved us because of his own generosity because of jesus love for us 
and then he poured the spirit upon us. This morning, I want us to say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for giving us Jesus. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let's pray this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And as we say this prayer, Lord, help us to be examples. Yes, help us to be examples this morning. Examples of believers. Examples as citizens, wherever we are. In the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord, to keep the law where we are. In the name of Jesus. And help us to do good. Do good to other believers. Do good to other people in the community. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we say thank you this morning. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening this morning. God bless you. Enjoy your day.